Power Up Unit 1. Twelve years in the making, the UAE has become the first Arab country in history to open a nuclear power plant, one giant leap for the country's clean energy ambitions. Once Baraka Nuclear Power Station connects to the grid, the UAE will become the newest member of a small club of only 33 countries running nuclear power operations. The aim is to one day have a total of four nuclear reactors producing a quarter of the country's energy needs. You are listening to a special edition of the Business Extra podcast coming from the Nationals Newsroom in Abu Dhabi. I'm Kelsey Warner, future editor. To talk about the UAE's nuclear energy ambitions, I am joined today by Mohammed Al Hamadi, chief executive of the Emirates Nuclear Energy Corporation, or ENIC, which owns Baraka. Mohammed, thank you so much for being here today. Congratulations on this milestone, first of all. You've been with Enoch pretty much since the beginning, 12 years. Can you give me a sense of that moment when your team split the atom? How did that, how did that feel? Take us a little bit behind the scenes. So, Kelsey, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm very happy and honored to be here. Uh, to describe that moment is very difficult to put it in words. Uh, it's been a tremendous achievement for the nation and for the Arab world. We are very, very proud of our achievement. Uh, uh, to put this in, in, in context, we've introduced a new source for the nation that will provide clean, safe, secure, and reliable electricity for decades to come for our grandchildren and grandchildren will enjoy this source of energy. And one important aspect of this, this energy will be clean. And what I mean by that, it will avoid us emitting around 21 million tons of CO2 emissions in annual basis. And that to put it for the people who are listening to us, that's around 3.2 million cars off the road on an annual basis. So the transportation footprint of the UAE from emissions point of view will be eliminated in an annual basis. That's something I'm, I'm very personally proud of. And I assure you, we have over 3,000 people here in this organization. I'm very, very proud of this uh, achievement and the achievement that will uh, come down the road of having the four units operational. Was there a moment last week when you felt anxious when it felt like, you know, was it surreal that this moment had actually come? Uh, we've been preparing for this for, for, for a while. And we have a team who've been commissioned and a company was established as a new energy company. And they've been preparing for this for, for years. And uh, that company is actually joint ownership, joint venture between us and Kepco, the Korean electrical power company. And they own around 18% of that company. So we've managed to capitalize on the knowledge of the Koreans, owning 18% of that company. At the same time, we did build a huge human capacity to be able to do this right, do it safely, and do it to the international standards. So I am very proud today to say that we have 3,000 people, very competent, very capable, uh, 60% of them Emiratis. The, The rest of that is around from 50 nations. So we have people from all the world in the power plant working day and night to make this power plant operate safely and to the highest standards of nuclear safety and nuclear quality. And as you said before, nuclear power is a clean form of energy. Its only byproduct actually is warm water, which may surprise some people. Where does Baraka fit into the long-term UAE energy plan for 2050, into this overarching you know, energy mix over the coming decades? That's a great question, Kelsey. The, the energy mix, once we have the four units operational, uh, of the four power plants operational, 
that will provide around 25% of electricity for the nation. And that's a, a, ma- a major uh, shift for the UAE when it comes to uh, cleaner sources of energy. To put things in perspective for our listeners here, Kelsey, is the we UAE have installed almost 70% of renewable energy in the region, 70% in the last 10 years. Adding to that nuclear, that makes our energy mix much more cleaner uh, energy mix. And why nuclear uh, comparatively will change the dramatically the footprint of, of carbon emission of electricity mix here in the UAE? Because it's a base load. Base load means these power plants will operate for 24 seven for 18 months each unit. So that's why it creates much bigger energy uh, from the nuclear power plants, but complementing that with solar, which is intermittent, but will will create a lot of uh, energy that's clean and reliable source of the nation. So to to answer your question in a crispier manner, I would say, uh, once we have the four units operational, 25% of electricity mix will be from these nuclear power plants. And because it's base load, can you describe a bit if there's a low demand environment, what happens to to that energy? How does it how are you powering up, powering down, or are you because it's only going to account for a quarter of the energy? Yeah, you are you are you are spot on, Kelsey. The the base load of the uh, the energy will be from nuclear and also supplemented with gas and also supplemented with with solar, solar will be in and out depending on the when the sun shines. The solar will be there. Then we have gas, which is we can ramp up and down easily. And nuclear will be at the bottom, the base load of, of energy. So if you imagine it like uh, building a blocks, it will be like the base of the pyramid when it comes to electricity uh, mix. And thinking about this, can we get into timeline a little bit? So when will the plant be supplying to the grid? Uh, very soon, and uh, we have electricity already been produced from the from the power plants. And I mean, such an achievement for the plant was the simultaneous development of all four reactors. So the other three reactors are in different states of play at the moment. Can you give a status update on, on where those are at? Sure. Uh, Kelsey, before I do that, I would like to also to capitalize on the point you mentioned that we, we decided to build four units simultaneously. And the, the idea came from our lessons learned from other people who did similar programs or did mega projects. When you do them in silo, they, they are not as effective from a quality, cost, and an efficiency point of view, and safety point of view. So that's why we decided to, to go with four and build them you know, uh, in one after the other. So we had the lessons learned from unit one was where we put into unit two and from unit two to three and to unit two four. Just to give you also magnitude from safety record, we have tremendous improvement in our industrial safety. We have benefited and the, and, and benefited from the even cost efficiency of, of building the power plants. So just to give you uh, numbers here, the unit one and two, compared to three and four. Three and four were built by 50% less labor force because the efficiency and the tools were already been there and, and the news and lessons learned and the, and the construction of the site. So applying that to, uh, to also to operational, that will make our team much more capable, much more competent from safety point of view, operating the, 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 the four units and just building one or two units. So now just to give you a quick status of, of update, where are we at today? Unit one is a critical 
and, uh, and producing uh, heat as we speak. Unit uh, two, we finished all the major testing and there's an advanced stages of preparation to, to start up the, the operation. A three is in the middle of testing of, of unit uh, three. Unit four, we just finished all the major uh, work and we are just started the testing of unit four. So today we are in a very advanced stages of construction completion. We are in the middle of the starting of unit one, advanced stage of starting unit one, and in the middle of commissioning of the other units all the way to unit four. So in parallel to this large-scale construction project that you just described, you've also talked about developing your workforce. And headcount, as far as I've seen, is around 3,500 these days, even before the program is operational. So as you work towards that, what kind of impact is this employee program, this kind of intellectual might that you're developing, you know, domestically, what kind of impact is that going to have on job creation in the country? What will that look like for community development where Baraka is located? Can you talk just about, about that impact? Just to take you, you know, 12 years ago, we didn't have much of nuclear engineers or physicists. We didn't need much in the country. Then we decided to go and create a, a human capital development kind of a capacity plan. And we did that in a very diligent and very programmatic manner because you cannot have somebody high, graduate from high school in a couple of weeks or a couple of months, they are in the job. You know, they need five years of, of bachelor degree. They need a good number of years to, to accumulate the number of hours of experience and knowledge to be able even to allow in the nuclear uh, power plant and work there and be certified to be certified operator. So we did that from the early days of the project. And today, one of my personal pride and achievements is this human capital development. Today, we have hundreds of Emiratis, uh, men and women qualified in this industry who are very, very qualified, who spend thousands and thousands of hours in the simulator room, also to internationally being trained all the way, you know, between from Korea, US and Europe and South Africa. We did spend no efforts in developing our human capital today. As I said, I'm, I'm very proud of our, of our people. And uh, today we've created an ecosystem, even at UAE level here, we have at Khalifa University, a master degree program in the uh, nuclear science and nuclear engineering. We have collaboration with international uh, academic and also training institutes that qualify people. And the big, biggest achievement we have today also the two simulators we have in Baraka to qualify the people to be able to be certified. And uh, it's working very efficiently and effectively. Another angle also that this program introduces to the country is the supply chain, which is a very, very important element for the sustainability and success of our nuclear power plants for the next 60 years. So having qualified supply chain companies who can provide services and uh, to maintain and operate the power plant is very critical. As of today, we awarded around equivalent around 7.5 billion dirhams to over, to over 2,000 companies locally. But this is only the beginning, by the way. So these power plants, as I said, will operate for the next six years. There will be huge opportunities for private sector companies and also for people to come 
you know, work in directly in the power plant or work on the supporting services of private sector companies. We, we've seen the numbers internationally, it's almost one to six. So each employee who works directly in the power plant, there are six people supporting them from a private sector point of view and other services. So that's why this industry would provide uh, other benefits for the country other than electricity only. Are you expecting a bit of a city to pop up in the area of the power plant, given the people power you were describing? Or will some of this be handled remotely in Abu Dhabi or elsewhere? We have in Zafra region, it is the, I would say, the center of gravity when it comes to energy for the nation. There is Adnok services there in that area, in the waste city. And there is, uh, and Adnok is over like 25,000 people there. And uh, adding a couple thousand from our side to their side, it's, it creates that ecosystem of energy sector and cluster there in the western in the Nevada region. So today we we are joining uh, efforts and forces with Adenok to create enough ecosystem for our people to live, uh, work work in the power plants and work in the energy sectors, and also live uh, a, a very active social life with their families and kids and enjoy. A very great services there from schooling, entertainment, you name it. It's, it's a proper city there in Ruiz. Switching gears a little bit, I mean, we have to talk about just navigating this project during an unprecedented time in the world. Just, you know, confronting COVID-19 while delivering on Unit 1. What have you learned during this time? Really, I want to ask you what your leadership lessons have been during COVID-19. What will you take away from this? The first point I'd like to say is leadership. And in the UAE, our leadership, they did demonstrate how fast and how vigilant and how visionary they are when it comes in preparing the country to meet such challenges. To be very realistic, nobody thought of COVID-19 will hit and will hit hard and very fast. Our nation managed to, thanks to the leadership, managed to move very fast and very quick and put people, regardless of their race or nationality, health and safety as top priority. That was, for me, very humbling to see that done by the leadership. And that was a trigger point for us to do the same. Take this quickly and fast and do it with the nuclear standards, I would say. The nuclear standards, when I say nuclear standards, means you do things in a systematic way. You plan your challenges, you do scenario drilling, and you do scenario practice, and you tackle them in a very systematic approach. That, as a nuclear industry, I think we are unique. Taking the nation lessons learned on COVID-19 and internalize it and making, making it in a systematic manner. We were called, Kelsey, to a lot of uh, conference calls and meetings to share our lessons learned for other nations. I've been in calls on a weekly basis sharing our lessons learned with other, other power plants and other utilities in the world. And I was surprised to see some of them are lacking behind in response because the infrastructure, the ecosystem, the countries were not responding as fast as the UAE were doing. So we, were, we, we managed to share a lot of our lessons learned with them. And also with the Koreans, they managed uh, the, the crisis also very well. 
And they shared also some lessons learned with us. We shared some lessons learned with them. So we have a great, looking back now, and the back uh, mirror, uh, we, we've managed to overcome the, this uh, pandemic. And uh, we did this uh, to the right standards. And the credit goes to the leadership of the nation. But as you know, this crisis is not over yet. We are still in the middle of this. Wave two is coming when, with the season, with the flu season. We are also gearing up and preparing all scenarios and what we will do and how we we'll tackle it from today. And that gives me a pride of our team that we have a very competent and very capable team who can take challenges and address them heads on in a very systematic and safe approach. We're at an interesting moment for nuclear power and its role in a country's energy mix globally. So countries like Germany and Sweden, among others, are somewhat controversially working to shut their nuclear reactors down. Meanwhile, Egypt and Saudi Arabia are reportedly looking at developing their own nuclear power plants to provide power to the grid alongside renewables similar to the UAE. Have you been part of any conversations either regionally or even internationally about nuclear energy? And how would you describe sentiment about the energy's future? I've been involved in energy planning and energy forecast for over 20 years now. And I did chair the, the World Economic Forum, the energy Global Energy Security Council. I did chair it for one year and I was a, a vice chairman of that for, uh, for a year. So I've been involved globally on energy mix and energy security for all, all nations globally. One thing I've learned, every nation has its own unique requirements and circumstances and challenges. UAE has a, a growing demand for electricity compared to Europe is a shrinking uh, demand for electricity. So UAE has a different uh, uh, energy demand requirements. Looking globally, by the way, and people don't know this, uh, there is around 55 reactors are being built today. China is starting one or two reactors every year to cut down on their carbon emissions and also cut down on coal consumption to make electricity. Uh, other nations are doing similar similar thing, going with the cleaner sources of energy. And the only proven today clean source of energy in a base load capacity, you have hydro plants and you have nuclear. Fortunately, we don't have water here in the UAE, but we created a new source that we never had, which is nuclear, to provide a base load clean source of energy. So that's why UAE has a, is a growing country and we have a, a growing demand for electricity. And we've taken, the UAE have taken the dramatic steps to fast and accelerate the cleaner sources of energy. As I said earlier, UAE have built 70% of solar power plants in the region. We are building four reactors, which is, we provide abundant, clean source of energy in a base load capacity for the nation. Mohamed Ahmadi, thank you so much for being here today. So good to talk to you. Likewise, thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed that discussion. Thank you, Kelsey. That's it for today. If you like the show, please do subscribe or leave a review. All that remains is to thank Arthur Edison and Aisha Khan for producing this episode. And thank you for listening. <laughs>